the Bible Study Podcast, episode 812. Today, the Bible Study Podcast starts the study of Second Peter with chapter 1. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're going to finish up this series of letters by Peter, First Peter, which we did, and Second Peter, which is only three chapters long. So it will take us three to five weeks, just depending on how carried away I get in various chapters. And then I'm not exactly sure what we do then, but I'm thinking I might jump back into some of the Psalms. We've covered the first 75 Psalms. I don't want to take all 75 next that I would need to finish that and do those, but maybe we'll do another 25 and that would keep us busy for something like five to six months. So that's probably where we're going to go to next. But if you have other suggestions, send me an email to host at the Bible study podcast.com. Second Peter two chapter one, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And so this letter, like the first one that we just finished with, is by Simon Peter, Simon who spent time with Jesus and Jesus who renamed him Peter the Rock and was one of those leaders in the early church. He's writing this towards the end of his ministry, obviously before he is martyred, before he is killed for his faith. But after he has moved on from the church in Jerusalem and done more traveling around, we can tell from some of the references made in the various letters. Continuing on, confirming one's calling and election. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind." forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, so he wants us to remember that we've been called. And he doesn't want us to be, and I thought that was an interesting phrase, he wants to keep us from being ineffective and unproductive in our knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we can be knowledgeable, and knowledgeable is is cool, and he says it's a great place to start, that we learn more about Jesus, that we spend time doing 
Bible study podcasts or Bible studies or time in the Bible on our own or spend time with teachers or that we spend time learning things. And he says, that's great. Knowledge is good, but it's just a starting point. And knowledge alone won't make us effective or productive. So effective and productive is we're not just learning these things for the sake of learning, but God has something for us to do. God has work that he intends for us to accomplish, the work of the kingdom of God. And to be productive, to accomplish those things, we're going to need to add to our knowledge. But he doesn't start with knowledge. He says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. Jumping back to the beginning here. Um, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him. So he's starting there with knowledge here. Who called us to be his own, who called us by his own glory and goodness. So he says, he's given us everything we need. Through these, he's given us his very great and precious promises that through them we may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world. Okay, so he, he says that God has promised that we will be with him, not just in the end, not just after we die, not just pie in the sky, but that we can be joined to him through the Holy Spirit that's been sent to us, that we can be bound to Christ. We may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption. So we, we changed from where we were and from the way the world works and from the way that we lived to this new way, under this new leadership. And then he says, for this reason, because of all this, make every effort to, and then he has this series of things, and I love this section here of Second Peter, and make every effort to add to your faith goodness. So he says, faith is a good place to start. We start with believing in Jesus. But then what? You know, so you believe that Jesus is Lord. You know, James writes, so you believe that Jesus is Lord, you do well, but the devil and his demons believe as well, but they tremble. So what do you do with faith once you have it? What You believe in Jesus. What do you do with that? And he says, let's start with goodness, just being a good person. Not necessarily being particularly religious or anything like that, just just being a good person, just doing the right stuff, just being good to the people around you. Goodness is something that is is a relational kind of thing. You're not good by yourself off in one corner of the world. You're good to the people around you. You make the people around you better. You make life for them better. Goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. Okay. So we started with some faith and now we're learning more. We're, we're doing better things and we're learning more things. We're listening to Bible studies. We're listening to teachers. We're paying attention to the sermon. We're spending some time studying. This is, you know, let's that knowledge things. But then he says, add to that self-control. And that's more, well, what do I, what do I do? You know, do I do the things that I want to do or do I do the things I shouldn't do? And that's something we all struggle with to various degrees is it's okay to understand what God wants, 
But, you know, if, if do I fall into gluttony? Do I fall into lust? Do I fall into greed? Do I fall into all of these other things that are distracting? Or do I have self-control? Can I, can I deny myself the things that I want right now, looking forward to what I should be doing in the future? All of those sort of things. Self-control is a good property of a mature person. A mature Christian, for sure, but just even a mature person. We know that when we see a three-year-old and they have a temper tantrum, that that's not great, but they're three, right? If you see a three-year-old having a temper tantrum and you see the mom and dad of the three-year-old, hopefully you go, yeah, I know, but it gets better. A two-year-old, you know, being a terrible two, it happens. But you learn self-control. Now, if you see a 35-year-old throw themselves down on the ground and pound their you know, fists and their, and their feet on the floor and have a temper tantrum, you'd think there's something really wrong. As we mature, we're supposed to get, everybody should get more mature and have a little more self-control. And then to self-control perseverance. So perseverance is, okay, now times have gotten a little tough, and now I'm pushing against resistance in my faith, whether that's personal resistance or whether that's external resistance. I'm pushing against something that is pushing back, and I need some perseverance. And then he says, to add to that, add godliness. Now, godliness seems like we've gone way up the ladder at that point, but to be like God, to see things as God would see, to act in the way that God would act is a little more mature. It's a little more harder. It's a little further along. And he says, that's okay. That's We're growing into that. And then to godliness, mutual affection, and mutual affection, love. And I thought it was interesting that we didn't add in love till that late. Uh, I'm a little surprised. You sort of think that it would come earlier. It's funny how so many of those things before that were being nice to the people around us, were being good, but we're maturing into love. That, that that is it. He gets to love and he stops. Because once you got to the point where you're treating those around you with love, where you're putting them first, you're there. You're, you're mature. That is what mature person, that's what a mature Christian is aiming towards. And that everything else falls more in place when that's how I'm acting. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, right? You don't get them all at first. I'm still working on self-control. You know, I'm still growing in knowledge. My faith is still growing. There's all of those things that happen. But if, if you get them in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. So make every effort. Work at this. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And he goes on, and I'm I'm going to save the rest for next week, the prophecy of Scripture. And we'll do that next week. We'll end here with the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening.
There's nothing in this world that he cannot do if we truly allow his love. We can do nothing without him. Anything that we do apart from him is not something that's permanent. We all need his grace. That's everybody. We are all broken people on our way to a place that we believe is, is waiting on us in heaven. You can find more of Bridges with Monica Schmelter at lifeaudio.com. In Christ, we are all one family. Amen.